Jesus. We worship you, God. Continue to worship the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Come on, let's continue to worship the Lord this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands and just worship the Lord this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And could you praise the Lord, everybody? Come on, could you praise the Lord, everybody? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just look to your neighbor, just point to them and say, good to see you, good to see you this morning in the house of God. Good to see you, hallelujah. Just look to your next neighbor and say, good to see you in the house of God this morning. Amen, amen, good to see you all, amen. The Lord bless you, you may be seated if you can, amen. We want to greet everyone this morning, we want to welcome everyone in the house of God this morning. So glad to have everyone in here to praise and to worship the Lord with us. Truly, we are serving an awesome God who is worthy to be praised. Holiness has a name, and it's Jesus. Victory has a name, and it's Jesus. The word has a name, and it's Jesus. Amen. We're serving an awesome God. Amen. So we greet you. We welcome you this morning, and we're so glad that you're here this morning to praise God. Amen. Just let's continue to worship the Lord together. Amen. Because he's been so good to us. Amen. Brother Tom, I have a few announcements. He's coming right up. Amen. Morning, church. Nine months ago, it was decided, and on Friday, it was determined. The Scarlets are grandparents. J Jackson with an X arrived on Friday, and, and uh, we'll get to see Ethan next week, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Okay, a couple things. Um, a week uh, away, North Central Jersey District is having a conference on ministering. Um, it will be held at the Family Church in Tintin Falls. It will be uh, Friday night, uh, the 20th at 7.30, and Saturday the 21st, I think it's 10 a.m., is that right? It's in the morning. We'll, I'll, we'll let you know, but it's in the morning on um, Saturday. And so one of the things the Lord tells us to do is that we're to minister. We're not just to go out and tell people about the Lord. We're supposed to minister. So whatever level that you're at, where, wherever you think you are, there's, there's something for ministers. There's something for those who want to get started. It's a conference on ministering. Community outreach. Uh, next opportunity is um, on May the 28th, 930. Uh, this is the extension of our REACH campaign. This is us getting out in the community and cultivating, turning over some ground and planting seeds. And the goal is, is that uh, we can get more people to be involved. We went out yesterday. Um, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to rain until later, but we got wet. Uh, went out anyway. Bottom line, we planted some seeds <laughs> and then got wet. <laughs> and then the last thing I'd like to share is that um, uh, a calendar item um, on June the 3rd through Sunday, June the 5th, uh, the District of Connecticut is having a missions rally. It's called Preach Missions Rally. Pastor Wyatt will be involved and will be a speaker there. And that is the same weekend that we will also have our prayer breakfast on Saturday the 4th. So just keep that in mind. Um, I don't know exactly how we would logistically get up there on Friday and be part of all that and get back for Saturday, but nonetheless, there we should pray for them because I know Pastor Dibble has partnered with us in our REACH campaign. <laughs> Have a great day. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise you know, as I started walking up here this morning, I felt like singing. 
but you know what? <laughs> and it's <laughs> but you <laughs> but you know you know what quickly came to my mind? Um, it's not what you feel like. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I greet you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> God is good all the time. We should have fun in church. Amen. 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 It's offering time. Amen. I'm just going to invite you to stand on your feet and we um, go ahead and pray over the offering. It's a wonderful day today. It will be in the 80s today, but inside here, we are, we are already, the heat is already turned up. <laughs> amen. Amen. God is good. There are several ways this morning to give. And uh, www.myccc.faith, we can go to the cash app also, dollar sign CCC2711. PayPal at Christ Center Church. We can give the baskets you know, with our two ushers here, or we can see Sister Patrice. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, you're our God. You are the Lord God from heaven, and we worship you and we praise you. This morning, we come to honor you with our, our tithes and offering, Lord. We came this morning to hear your word, but first we have to be obedient to your word. So that we give this morning. I pray, Lord Jesus, for those who have to give, bless them, Lord. Those who don't, oh God, I pray that you'll make a way for them so they will be able to give. And we ask all these mercies in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come forward with your tithes and offering, please.
praise the Lord again, saints. He alone is worthy. I want to greet you again in the name of Jesus Christ. I saw the two scarlets here um, playing, but this time I didn't think I could play. You know, that was clear in my mind. Amen. Amen. God is good all the time. You know, he's so wonderful. He woke us up this morning in our right mind. And we are here, ready to praise and just call upon his name. I greet you, and I thank you for coming out and worshiping with us. Amen. So, we are about to hear the preach word. And that is great. So, this morning, we're going to have... A gentleman that he grew up in the word of God. Some of us, we came in at different points. But this gentleman, he came in, he started off, and he is here today. He held on, and he's none other than Minister Bradley. So I just want you to put your hands together and help me welcome Minister Bradley. Take your liberty. The Lord, everybody. He alone is worthy, right? Come on, let's put our hands together in the presence of the Lord. Come on, let's shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. I know it's early Sunday morning, but we're here to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, for He is God. I said, He is God. And beside him there is no other. It's a privilege to be in the presence of the king, the, the potentate, uh, the chief of all things. He's the creator of all things. In him is light, and the light was the light of men. And um, we give God praise for another day. I feel like Brother Henry, he said he felt like singing. But a song came in my spirit, not going to sing it, but... I believe many of you know the words uh, to this song in terms of the environment, the atmosphere. I'm just going to re repeat the words. The name of Jesus is so sweet. I love its music to repeat. It makes my joy full and complete. The precious name of Jesus. And the chorus says, Jesus, oh, how sweet the name. Jesus, every day the same. Jesus. Let all saints proclaim his worthy praise forever. We know that Jesus Christ is everything. And there is no one that can be beside him, stand before him uh, in comparison to him. He is always worthy. His name is the highest name that heaven proclaims. Earth must renown. And the scripture says at that name. You may not bow now, but you're going to bow, that every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess his name is proclaimed. Hallelujah. Put your hands together one more time in God's presence. Well, let's get into the word. If we can stand to our feet. I want to first, before I continue, want to honor our pastor and his wife in, his ab in their absence. And we pray that they're enjoying their time. I also want to honor those in their respective places in this church 
thank God for just the presence of the Lord. It's just been, I would say about, um, I'm going on uh, six or seven, they said six months, six months being here, and it's been just a wonderful, wonderful experience. God is so good. The people of God have welcomed me with such open arms, and, and I just, again, I don't come with any other intentions but to be a part of the family of God. That's all I hear, my whole, my motives are, and, and, and my motivation is, I, of course, as Brother Henry will, uh, he just pontificated that uh, my group in the church, but it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, can you hear me? Okay. It's not a, um, yes, it's not a, it's not a foregone conclusion that I had a right to any certain seat. Uh, it, you have to still understand that you're not more better than anyone else. You still have to humble yourself. You still have to walk in the light of the Lord. And because you have certain experiences and opportunities doesn't mean that you have the right to a claim to certain entitlement in the house of God. But God is good. If you continue to walk with the Lord, trust me, he'll walk with you. And you stay firm with God. He'll stay firm with you. <laughs> Give God praise. Give God praise for everyone, again, in their respective places, Minister Scarlett, uh, everyone, Minister Henry, um, uh, Minister Kellerman, everyone in their respective places who are here. It's a wonderful church to be here. It's a loving church to be here. And we have a mission to, to win the loss at all costs. And also want to honor, she's not here, and she will be here in a matter of a few months. Can't wait till you, baby. Uh, my wife, I greet her, even though she's not present, I greet my wife um, in her absence, watching in Canada. She's a wonderful woman. I thank God for the person that she is and, and the blessing that I have. Um, and I can't wait. Can't wait. And uh, again, give God praise. So let's get into the word of God. I believe I have a soul-stirring word today. And I believe God is going to speak to us. And I believe that our mission is that we must fulfill his commission. So... We're going to pray. Are you going to pray for me today? I hope not to be long. I see the time, but we got to win uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we're going to go into our, the, the scripture today, John chapter number four. And I'm going to be reading just a few passages of scriptures, but we're just going to get worship Jesus. We're going to get proclaim the name today. And we're going to get to leave God for whomever who is not. Uh, understanding and they need a, a closer walk, walk with the Lord or even they're needing uh, salvation. It is available for you today. So that's John chapter number four, starting at verse nine. Thus saith, yes, John chapter four, verses nine. It's on your screen. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou being a Jew askest drink of me? which am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. It's kind of wonderful, or it's kind of amazing how she perceived that Jesus was a Jew without actually asking, are you a Jew? But she just had a, inside had an inclination, I've never seen you before. You seem very different in our community, and you, you've come um, to be asking for a drink of water. And if you ask that, that means you're not from around here. And she identified that he was not of her background. Um, and, of course, we know that Samaritans are kind of half-breeds because they were uh, of a people that were not considered fully in covenant 
um, the Jews were not um, required to marry outside of their uh, the covenant of their requirements that the Lord had explained in the Mosaic law. And, and because people outside uh, were marrying, they were in inter intermingling, intermarrying. That's where you came a part of people who are just considered half uh, breeds of uh, a mixture of two races. But that's another story. But um, they were not considered uh, a worthy people, basically. They were not considered people of the covenant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of the promise, but um, they were just persons that were not considered as uh, uh, of any importance in the eyes of those who were of the children of Israel. But Jesus answered and said unto her, verse 10, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, Thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. And from whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father, Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank, and thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Let's lift our hands and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise and honor and we give you glory. Father, we thank you for what is about to be spoken. God, use me as an oracle of the Lord. Let me not speak of myself. Hide me behind the cross. Use your tongue. Use my tongue as a tongue of the learned that I may speak a word in season to them that are weary. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Let the heart of people receive and let we all say amen, amen. and amen. I'm going to speak to you today. Hopefully it's brief, but I'm going to speak to you that there is nothing like an apostolic experience. Come on, let's repeat after this, this theme. There is nothing. Come on, I need to hear you say, there is nothing. Come on, I need to hear much louder. Let's say it with conviction. There is nothing like an apostolic experience. Put your hands together and you may sit in the presence of the Lord. Well, let me make this emphatically clear. I believe God would want us to experience the people of God, his creation. I believe it is important that we experience the creation of God. That means he created the whole world. And the Bible says the earth is the Lord in Psalms 24 and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. You can go to vacations and, and vast excursions. Let me give you some examples if you should please. I say to you, if you have the opportunity to travel to see the Himalaya mountains of Asia or climb Mount Everest and Kilimanjaro to experience the wildlife and excitement of the African safari and the, Ama and the Amazon wildlife safari in South America. Or how about take a flight? Let's take a flight here. Take a seven hour and a half flight from New York across the Atlantic to London United Kingdom and visit the Windsor Castle mm, where the site of Queen Elizabeth II. You can visit Buckingham Palace when you're there. How about stop by Wembley Stadium where they have the great 
football champions play in their stadium. And the Big Ben, which is the big old clock, I haven't been there and I haven't seen, I just only heard of it, that is a spacious clock to see. Well, probably pay approximately, then watch this, pay approximately $126 and travel by train, a two and a half hour ride to Paris mm -hmm, and witness the 1,887 and it's, or it's, excuse me, it says eight is more, it was made in 1887 and it's 1,083 foot high, 410 width or 10 feet, the total width of what's called the Eiffel Tower. Everyone knows that's what the Eiffel Tower, that's one of the most famous monuments in Europe. And then you should experience that and witness this building so tall and so great, so great. And then find yourself, say, you know, I'm not satisfied of going just in Paris. I feel like flying another 16 and a half hours and 17 minutes from Paris to New Delhi, India, mm -hmm. and take a 12-hour trip to Sydney. Now, watch this. Before I go to Sydney, I got to stop at India because India has what's called the Taj Mahal. It's a famous building that is a spacious, one of the eighth wonders of the world. You get stopped there and experience that time and then travel 12 hours now east to the southern part of the hemisphere, which is in Australia, Sydney, Australia. And you can watch and listen to the, the sound of the symphony orchestra, uh-huh. The orchestra and the opera and, and all that is well about Sydney and all well about Australia and so many things that they have. The kangaroos, they have the koala bears. Yeah, you can experience a wonderful thing that they call the, the land down under. Mm -hmm. And then decide, you know what, I want to travel, uh, let me just travel the entire world now. From Australia, take another flight heading far east back to your destination, which is North America. Mm -hmm. And you can stop by at 13-hour trip to LAX mm -hmm, and visit Los Angeles, California. They also know it as Hollywood. And visit Rodeo Drive and Beverly Hills and, and stop by Anaheim. Drive a little bit down further and you can stop by Anaheim, California, which has Disneyland. Yes, you can enjoy yourself. And then how about this? Take another hour and 15 flight to Las Vegas, and you know what they describe Las Vegas as? It's called Sin City for a reason. Hmm? You decide to go to Las Vegas and enjoy the spacious things of Las Vegas. Now, we as people of God, we will not partake of the activity in Las Vegas, but we can see the spaciousness of what Las Vegas and what it has says and what it has been worldly acclaimed for. You can visit the famous Las Vegas Strip. Mm-hmm and all the spacious lights and everything that is there known to man, and then decide to go across and fly and take your destination down to the Gulf of Mexico, past the Gulf of Mexico, into, of course, where everyone loves, Florida. You can go and lay down on the beaches of Florida in Miami and Fort Lauderdale, and, and many of us may have lived there many uh, a couple years or uh, many have experienced that, 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 that sun and that tan and et cetera and the weather, which is amazing all year round. And then you can go up inland a few hours north to Orlando to visit Disney World and then find your way driving up. Let's say you want to drive up to another nine hours to D.C. 
visit the federal buildings, visit all that is there, that is the spaciousness of the White House and, and the Capitol building, and decide to end up traveling back and say, I'm not satisfied. I need to go past and drive another couple hours north. And then I end up in New York, the Big Apple, the place where there's Broadway, there's the Empire State Building, the One World Trade Center. Yes, I can experience everything that is in this world and in this country. But saints of God, I come to tell you and announce today that in spite of experiencing everything that is to life and, and experience everything is to your grips and opportunity, I came to tell you that there is no experience like experiencing the power of the Holy Ghost. Travel everywhere. Experience every flight. Go to every museum, if you please. If you want to lay out and, and chill, have your spacious patio and your, your spacious uh, home away from home. Uh, have everything. Have everything is at your disposal. The things of this world is available to you. You just need the money. You just need the access and the resources to attain those things. But saints of God, I don't care what anyone will say. It does not substitute the matter. The matter is that there is only one experience that no man can ever compare to unless you experience for yourself. That is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Saints of the Most High God, in this day and time, we cannot be satisfied. We cannot be complacent. We cannot be so bewildered. We cannot be so confused. It is a baptism that is important that every man in their life to receive and to experience. Because without that, you cannot understand who Jesus is. And once you have an experience, an encounter with Jesus, your life will not be the same. Power and princes and, and kingdoms cannot compare Paris, London, all nations, all things that in the world cannot compare itself to the experience that you will have with an encounter with Jesus Christ. I believe in this time that there is a day, a moment where the preacher once said, I heard a preacher once said, and entitled in his message, it is once inexplainable, but it's undeniable. This experience amongst us, the one God apostolic Pentecostal tongue talking, our running signs following church, that this experience of the Holy Ghost is something unique about us. We're not like any other group. We're not like any other congregation. We are the people of the name. We are the people of the word of God. And if we are going to continue in the word of God, we must follow what the pattern has instructed us to follow. Saints of God, we're living in a day where people are so confused. They don't understand what purpose they have. They don't understand what reason why they're living. But saints of God, there is an experience that they need. That's amongst us. That if they yet take a drink of this experience, I guarantee you that the thought of suicide will not enter their mind. The thought of backsliding will not enter their mind. But they need an experience and an encounter of the power of God. Somebody put your hands together and shout hallelujah. Let you know this, that everybody is experiencing or want to experience what we do. 
Just don't be deceived by you seeing a congregation that dances and shouts. It's just a form of godliness. But their eyes are denying the power. That is their eyes being blinded by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 44 verses 3 and 4. It says, for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. And they shall spring up as among the grass and willows by the water courses. Isaiah 55 says, hold to everyone that thirsteth. Come ye to the waters and he that had no money, let the church say no money. Come ye buy, eat, come, yea, yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. You know there's not a charge in our fee to come in here. You may have to go into a, to watch a show, to, to go to these spacious uh, experiences, and you've got to pay something to get in. Saints of God, this is free of charge. Look at someone and say, this is free of charge. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to stand in the line for it. You don't have to be called your number to wait until you come and yet experience what your desires is. The scripture says, if your heart is willing and obedient. The Bible says, blessed is he. Oh God, that hunger and thirst after righteousness for he shall be filled. It doesn't take long enough to experience the baptism of the power of God. You can experience the baptism of the Holy Ghost and it's experience the name of Jesus right where you are. Right where you're in your dilemma. Right where you see that there is no hope. There is a God that can intervene in your situation. You just have to have a mindset to believe that he is able. He is willing and he is open to get coming and to have an experience and encounter with you. Saints of God, the, America does not have a race problem. America has a sin problem. You're seeing so much evil that we're encountering. The experience that they need is not just a bank account inflation. You don't need just a deposit directly into your account. You don't need a job. You need the Holy Ghost. Because if you have the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will help you. To help you through the times of when you feel like giving up. He will help you in the times of when you feel like there's nothing worth hope living. But saints of God, we have to believe what his word has acclaimed. That he said in his word. That he said, if I will myself pour out my spirit upon all flesh, my sons and daughters shall prophesy. The old men shall dream dreams and young men shall see visions. You need a vision of yourself. You need a vision of your future. You only can experience it unless you have received an understanding of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah in this place. For some reason, I don't understand in this reason that some apostolic Pentecostals don't want to accept being distinct. We don't want to be different from everyone else. And so, and I will throw this in here. The Lord was dropping in my spirit. Be careful of where someone says they are Pentecostal. Right? Listen, we got to be specific in what we believe in. Because everyone wants to experience Pentecost, but don't want to follow the apostles' doctrine. Right? 
The scripture says, he said, we should line upon our lives, line. We should find precepts upon precepts. We should hear a little and there a little. We should much also examine ourselves. We have to look within our lives and see that the revelation of God in the face of Jesus Christ, which makes us different, that we understand that there's only one saving plan of salvation. And the only hope and saving plan of salvation is obedience to the book of Acts 2, verses 38 and 39, which we understand it says, repent and be baptized. And Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, for the remissions of sins. And ye shall receive. Yes, it's a promise. The scripture says, you shall receive. Once you get a revelation of what you're doing, you shall receive the fulfillment of that revelation. And he will not hold or withhold himself. He said, if you understand the name that is called over you, I want to stop right there. You, just, you better be very careful what name is called over you. You cannot accept any such thing. We are living in a day and time that people are given options. Uh, you can decide whatever name called over you when you are yet doing something that is so important to your eternal hope. I don't know about you, saints of God, but I can't play with eternity. I can't play with my life. I can't allow something or someone to think I have an option when it comes to my eternal soul. Do you understand that the name of Jesus is important to be spoken over you in baptism? The only way your sins can be removed unless you put on his name. Unless you accept the name, accept the blood, accept the change, accept repentance, accept your heart being turned from this wicked world. Somebody shout hallelujah. You got to name, you got to know the father of the name. You got to understand the importance that that name that's called over you will give you access to the kingdom. People are functioning, but they have no access or understanding of the kingdom of God. We're so focused on saying we need to see eyes, eyes open or blinded eyes open. You know why? It's not just the physical. It's the spiritual. We are focusing so much on reading to see miracle signs. Well, how about the miracle sign of someone who was once confused of who was, the, who was in the Godhead or who is the Godhead itself or what? composers of the Godhead. But when someone can be revealed from darkness into light, saints of God, that's a miracle in itself. When somebody can have an understanding that Jesus is God, he is God manifested in flesh, that's a miracle. The greatest miracle you can do is accept Jesus as Lord and being baptized in his name. To take part in the eternal family and revelation of what you're in design from. Remember, we're set from this, from the part of which we had covenant with our eternal hope because of sin, because of one man. Sin brought condemnation through one man, condemnation, and death came into the world. But by one man, this is Jesus Christ brought forth reconciliation and we understand as the scripture thus says 
I believe in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and 18, they said, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world, bringing us back together unto himself, not imputing us, oh God, the scripture says, but giving us the ministry of reconciliation. We give God thanks for the revelation of Jesus Christ. Saints of God from the book of Acts, church to today. It's, we have seen exponential growth, century after century, decade after decade, year after year. I came today to announce to Satan and his hosts that we ain't stopping no time soon. We think where we are today, saints of God, get a vision of where we're going. Get a vision where we are because saints of God, we're just camping right now. We're just pitching tents, building altars. We're believing God because this is not our resting place, not just the building that's a coming. But we believe that we are the latter day generation that we're going to see a mass revival in this area. Like I said again, not everyone is believing what we're believing. They're coming together and joining with groups and not understanding the spirit that they're attaching themselves to. But you have to yet be accepting to be different and to be distinct. Draw a line. Make yourself clear. You're not better than anyone, but you're standing on the word of God. You shouldn't feel ashamed to stand on his word. You shouldn't feel embarrassed. You shouldn't feel out of, uh, 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 disjointed and feel confused and feel out of place when you have people that don't believe what you believe in. You should be proud. You should stand firm. You should not give in. You should not give in. I said, you should not give in. People are saying the lines are now blurred. The devil is a liar. The, the word of God is not gray. It's black or white. It's either you're in or you're out. You got to decide which God you're going to serve. Is it the God of this world or the God that is the maker? The heaven declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handiwork. Whatever you're seeing today is to deceive you. It's to mislead you. It's to make you feel you're okay and you're comfortable. Ah, the devil is a liar. To make you feel as if you don't need all that experience. I can be sedity. I can come to church. And as long as I'm accepted coming to church, that's good enough. The devil is a liar. You need an encounter with that man, Christ Jesus. We need an encounter more than ever before. And today we see it in the book of Acts. The scripture says there was 500 those who were witness of Jesus at Mount Olivet before he was taken up into heaven. But it was only 120. The true seekers of those who yet decided believing his word that we are going to come. He was going to come and he was going to send the comforter. He was going to send the promise given. He was going to yet fulfill what his word says. We understand in that day and time, they were right after the Passover season. Jesus Christ, oh God, was resurrected from the dead. And yet 40 days he spent with his disciples. 40 days he spent there and he was yet seeing all that was happening. They couldn't really touch him because he was in a glorified state. He was yet amongst them. He was doing things that they never seen this Jesus before. That's what happens when you encounter him. You begin to get a revelation like never before of him and who he is and what he is in you. 
And I believe, saints of God, if we yet stay close to that revelation, we will not yet look at other things to entice us to minister and to preach and to live by. Because they themselves may not understand that they're leading towards a, a level of a falling away, a deception, a, a, a counterfeit. Uh, I, I know you saints of God that once you experience Jesus for yourself, trust me, he never deceived you. He never misled you. He never told you that's not what is in his word. But when they saw him in his glorified state, he taught them. He began to teach them. He began to share with them. He began to show them. And it was in that moment and season that we were transitioning from Passover into a level of first fruits in between, which is yet on the state of unleavened bread. Unleavened bread was a feast in season in the, in the Mosaic law that they, yet, they had yet not eaten yeast. They had eaten unleavened bread for that period of time to reflect on the nature of the haste of leaving Egypt. They were bound, of course, in slavery, but it was an understanding that the time of which the death angel came and they could not eat anything but what was instructed. Of course, we heard that explained a few weeks ago, but at the same time, we're hastening on. We're getting through that season of 40 days, 40 days Jesus fulfilling his promise, fulfilling what was in the law. But yet there was another 10 days, a 10-day period when he left and left the scene of this earth and, and, and descending into heaven and gave 10 days of instruction. He gave 10 days of instruction. He said, you must now go and tarry at Jerusalem and you must yet preach and teach the book in Luke chapter 24, verses 44 through 49 is foundational. It is foundational, saints of God. It's important to what we believe and what we stand for. I want you, the saints of God, to listen to this verse. And this is sometimes forgotten, but this is about foundation today. It said, and he said unto them, verse 44, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then open thee their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, thus it is written and thus it behold Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that here's the key verse 47 that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in whose name? His name. Be amongst all nations beginning at Jerusalem and ye and witnesses of these things and ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. If you did not understand, that's our identity. That's where we are coming from. That's where we are yet standing. It was 2,000 years ago this was preached. And in this day and today, we're still preaching that message. We're still believing that message. We're still standing on what the word has promised. Saints of God, also what makes us distinct from any other religion, any other people, specifically who profess that they're Pentecostal. We are a people that speak in another tongue. Yes. 
we speak in another tongue, not just only that, but we pray and we supplicate in the Holy Ghost. The scripture says in Ephesians 6, verse 18 and 19, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watch in year thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Saints of God, believe it today that the Holy Ghost is important. The Holy Ghost not only is for you just to speak and for you to show the evidence because it's an evidence to us, but it's an interpersonal it's a personal relationship between you and God. That the scripture says when sometimes you have no words to speak. Sometimes when you're praying and your heart is overwhelmed. But I guarantee you your heart will be renewed. Your spirit will be revived if you decide to pray in the Holy Ghost. The scripture says in, in verse 19. And for me, that of Ephesians 6 and verse 19. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me. That I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. That boldness that you've been given in praying in the spirit will give you the boldness to declare even when there is darkness around you. Even when there is opposition against you. You have the ability through the power of the Holy Ghost to turn the very situation in your heart. You may not actually see the situation happen physically, but your perspective of the situation will change because you are speaking not of yourself. You're speaking of the God that is within you, the God that has been revealed in your heart. Saints of God, it's so important to have a prayer life. It's so important to have a ministry in your life. That when you are in a place where you need to be replenished, a place where you need your soul to be thirsty, your soul to be yet replenished and refreshed and to be revived, that's when you go down and you pray in the spirit. Whether you be at your workplace, whether you be walking or jogging, whether you be in a place where you don't feel it's comfortable, you pray in the Holy Ghost. And I promise you, saints of God, when you pray in the spirit with groanings and utterings and, 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 and your infirmities will be issued and it should be addressed, you will be replenished. You will be revived. You shall be received a understanding of who Christ is in your life. I believe this day and time that if we decide to be what we have been called to be, saints, we can be unstoppable. We are yet un matched and uncompared and, and, and we can be effective in this world. We have to see today that today is the day that we will decide if we're going to follow the scripture, follow what the experience, as I entitled the message, there is nothing like an apostolic experience. I believe today that we're going to see souls saved, souls baptized, backsliders reclaimed. We're going to see that. Not only see it, we're going to experience it. And if that's a hunger and that's a desire for you today, is that a thirst for you? Is that the most important thing on your mind? Saints of God, I know some of you have been in church for so many years, but I came to encourage you, it's not time to rest on your morals. It's time not to, to feel comfortable that I'm just waiting on the Lord. Ah, it's time to work. Let the church say, it's time to work. 
It's time to yet do the things that we've been called to do. It's time to go a little bit deeper. It's time to go even, even further. It's time to yet stand. It's time to yet be grounded. You better be surprised in this day and time. So many things that are happening causing people to lose their, their stance and their position and their posture in the kingdom of God. They were once yet a part of us, as John said. But you find that they weren't a part of us because they went away and went astray. Saints of God, let us not be like Demas. Demas that was spoken by Paul. He said, man, Demas started well with him, with us, but he left because of this present world. But I believe, saints of God, that if we yet decide within ourselves that we are yet, yet God, been called by God, called unto his purpose, we are able to experience every day, every moment, until we are taken out of this world. Because that's another hope that we have. We have a hope that because we're in this body, we're in this sinful flesh, we will only just have a temporary time, a short time left remaining in this body. We know that yet there is a hope. The scripture says in the book of 1 John 3, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we, sh we already are. We're not just we're not, uh, proclaiming it to be. Then we are now. Saints of God, I'm not looking for my change. My change has come now. My change has come now because I believe what the word of God says. That if I take on his name, that if I'm filled with the spirit of God, I am joined heirs with Jesus Christ. Saints of God, if you have not received the Holy Ghost, I implore you today that the Holy Ghost is here for you to receive. You have to open your mouth. You have to believe God by faith. Many people don't preach on the Holy Ghost. They preach intellect in your mind. But I came to tell you that this preacher believes that you must receive. You must speak. You must live by the power of the Holy Ghost. Today is your opportunity. If you have not taken on him in baptism in Jesus' name. The scripture has shown you what more that we have to do and say. In, in, in it comes to your life, I wouldn't gamble it on it today. I wouldn't take risks. If you want to take an investment, invest on your soul. Invest on your internal hope. A lot of people are taking risks in other things. Taking risks in the stock market. Taking risks with offshore companies. And doing risk in everything. Taking drugs. Illicit behavior. But say to God, I promise you, if you invest in your soul... You shall receive a return that money cannot satisfy you. That life and its pleasures would not yet, yet not satisfy you. I promise you, saints of God, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believe what his word says, I believe as the scripture thus says, out of your belly. Jesus spoke at the last day of the feast. I feel my help coming. He said, Men and brethren, look on me. The water and the drink that you speak of, I say unto you, if you believe as doth the scripture as says, out of your belly, yes, shall flow. Yes, a part of that flow is the speaking in another tongue. Not just speaking in another tongue, but living in a powerful and dominion life. You're going to be understanding that your distinction is made known unto you. When you receive that understanding, I believe today, 
It is available. It is free. There's no charge to you, but you have to have a desire. We can't push this thing on you. We cannot impose our will upon you. You have to become open to what God is saying. You have to be open to what God is doing. And I believe today, if we get on one accord, and that's my ending of this message. The scripture says, on, and on the day of Pentecost, they were what was fully come. They were all with one accord. Let the church say, one accord. If we just get on one accord, let the church say, one accord. If we just get on one accord, we can see things that we see that was spoken in the book of Acts. But we can see greater things because there's a space and opportunity that Jesus said, these works that you do, but I believe that greater works than these that you shall do. I know, saints of God, many of us are tired, weary. And wonder, okay, another Sunday morning. Let's not live have casualty, saints of God. Let's live desperate. Let's live hungry. Let us live, oh God, hallelujah. Let's live like it's our last day. I need the Holy Ghost. I desire his presence. Saints of God, get an experience. Let the church say, get an experience. We're getting closer to our birthday of the church. The birth of the church. That is the day of Pentecost. They said they tarried at Jerusalem. They taught, they spoke, they admonished, and yet he said, I shall come. You know, saints of God, that when you are pregnant, if a woman who is pregnant, waiting for their child to come, they are given a time frame. They're giving a day of which knowing that the expected day of your release is coming. The promise that you have been given is going to manifest itself. Well, saints of God, if that's just in the natural, look at the spiritual. These people saw Jesus in a glorified body for 40 days. But he said, you must go at Jerusalem. Uh, hallelujah. You must go to Jerusalem. And then when you're at Jerusalem, preach my word. Teach my word. Tarry at Jerusalem. Pray. Seek my face, and I promise you, my help that I said that I will send, I will come. Don't fight against it. Don't wrestle against it. I see so many times who are people who want the Holy Ghost, and they're wrestling with them. I said, stop wrestling. It's a gift. Just allow yourself to be available and receive the gift. Open your spirit. Open your heart. It doesn't take that long. He said, I'm coming, and when I come, I will fill you with my power. I will fill you with my presence. And that when you are filled with my presence, you shall be a witness unto me, both here and afar off. Saints of God, our Jerusalem may not be in the actual position of Jerusalem, but this is our Jerusalem. Yes, Christ said the church is our Jerusalem. And Christ Center Church has been commissioned to send you apart across Mercer County, across New Jersey, across United States, because you have influence, because you have the power of the Holy Ghost. Stand to your feet, saints of God. Let's worship the Lord. If you have not experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost, yes, yes, you have yet missing an awesome experience. Like I said again, even if you have experienced the Holy Ghost when you're a child, you need a refreshing. Why the scripture says in Acts 3, and I close on this. They got to a point where experiencing initial evidence 
was a wonderful, sweet experience. It's like tasting something that they never tasted before. But after a while, when persecution came and when the church was yet commissioned to expand, you know sometimes, saints of God, in your growth, persecution will happen. In order for you to grow, situations that you can't control will happen. Things that you want to say, what is going on in my life? It's just an opportunity to know that God is at work. Your life is yet now in the will of God being formulated each day. So when they got to a point where they saw the preaching, the teaching in Acts 3, talks about Peter and John going to the gate of beautiful and, and, and showing and presenting the, the lame man that was in the, in the gate, lame for 40 years. And they saw a miracle that when they had silver and gold they didn't have, and they gave, and they, and they laid hands on him, and he received the strength, leaping and praising God into the, to the temple. But yet in the scripture, going, I believe, a few verses down in, cha in chapter 3, he said, Peter said to them, he said, but the times of refreshing, the times of refreshing, the times of refreshing comes when you're in the presence of the Lord. Saints of God, that Holy Ghost is a part. It is the engine that makes you refreshed. When your heart is overwhelmed, I promise you, I can attest to things. When I did not know what answer to go, I begin to pray in the spirit. I begin to, that is your access to where the, the mysteries of God pray. You don't even have to understand what you're saying, but you just need to be revived in your spirit. If you have not spoken in tongues, you got to understand, say, God, why am I not, not, not speaking? Why am I not feeling? Why am I not embracing that experience? And I'm not saying you need to impress everybody. If you have been, uh, if the church of God has confirmed with our spirit and we bear witness with your spirit that we have confirmed that there is evidence of the Holy Ghost manifest in your life. But in your personal time, in your personal prayer life, in your personal encounter, you can't wait until you see these church doors open to feel the presence of God. You're just only robbing yourself. You, you need a personal encounter every day. Whether we wake up five in the morning, if you're listening on our prayer line, if you're in the midst of your day, you need an encounter with him. Because that encounter will give you the ability to experience what they experience. And it identifies ourselves of who we are and where we're coming from. As we claim this message today, if there's anyone here that needs the touch of God, who needs uh, the understanding, who needs help, who needs an experience of God, this altar is open for you to experience today. If your heart is overwhelmed, I know sometimes it is rough and hard, but there is a word for your situation. But if you allow yourself, God can answer your needs. He can give you the understanding if you can come right now. We have an opportunity. We have been given permission to baptize anyone, whoever desires, when their heart is pricked, when their heart is deciding to really repent of their sins, to turn from their ways. And that's what repentance is all about. Repentance is a 180 turn. It's not a 360. It's a turning away. It's a, turn, it's a forsaking away. And if you need that opportunity, you wonder what? I don't know what name was called over me. We don't, we, I, you, you can say I was baptized, and I've heard this a lot now. Well, I was baptized before. Well, you got to ask them what name was called over you. 
what, what was spoken over you. Because if you don't understand what's spoken over you, you don't know if you are yet, your sins are removed. Saints of God, this is an opportunity. Come now. Come now. The hour is late. The summer is ending. And the scripture thus says that these things, these signs will show, will follow. Trust me, we are preaching the gospel around the world for witness. And then the end shall come. If you don't know where you are with your walk with God, come now. If you don't understand where you are, if you need God to refuel you, to refill you, if you need his presence, come now. This is an opportunity for you to experience the Lord today. We believe what God is doing. Put your hands together, saints of God. If you believe that God has me here, has me here for an assignment for me to experience his presence in a supernatural way. That God is going to do things within my life. He's going to do things that I've never seen. You want to see it now. I don't want to see accepting of the same old, same old. I want to see God's supernatural power manifest in my life. I want to speak in a new tongue. Let the church say a new tongue. Yes, I want to speak like I've never spoken. There are levels to God. We have to yet decide if we're going to be hungry. If we're going to be thirsty, if we're going to be passionate, there are places in the spirit, saints of God, we want to tap into. We want to tap into that place where ourself is taken out the way, where God will have control and his presence will abide in Jesus' name. The opportunity is open. If there is anyone that's not saved by the hearing and the sound of this voice, that if you want to accept the Lord Jesus and the pardoning of your sin, not just in confession, but in the act of obedience to the gospel. If you decide today, we have clothes ready. We have an opportunity ready. We have a pool ready. We believe that if we call on the name of Jesus over you, your life will be the same. And every promise and every gift to you is given once you put on the name. Once you are baptized in the name. Once you experience the name. Experience it one accord, oneness with us in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for what you've spoken. We thank you for what you have said. We pray that, God, you will empower us each and every day. Those who leave from this experience, this first service, I pray that you will protect them and cover them. Let there be a blessing sent to their houses and to their lives. And God, help them not to give in. The enemy is after us, a warring line, to seek and to devour. But I believe that you have called us, you have sanctified us, you have kept us, and that we are used for your kingdom in Jesus. Put your hands together, saints of God. Continue to put your hands together. Put your hands together. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee. May the Lord lift the light of his countenance upon thee and give you peace. Give you peace in Jesus' name. God bless you. We'll have Minister Scarlett will come. But then, we'll, we will not come. Saints of God, God bless you. You are all dismissed. I pray a blessing over you all in Jesus' name.